All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. And welcome to Invest Wisely. Walt Secure is our expert from the AKW Group here in Akron. He'll be talking this half hour about how the AKW Group invests their clients' money in directly owned stocks in different portfolios, custom-made and designed for each of their clients' interests. If you have any questions for Walt about the stock market or about the AKW Group, all you have to do is give us a call here, 330-673-1234, or on WNR.com, toll-free, 800 669 100. Well, Walt, last week uh, there's a popular tune called It's the Same Old Song. And uh, for investors, it was the same old song again last week. The week started slow, and then on Friday with more records for the S&P and the Dow in spite of some negative economic news. So it just seems like this market just uh, won't take a rest. Bob, it keeps pushing forward. Uh, we saw the S&P and the Dow, as you mentioned, rise to Fresh record highs. Uh, we saw the Dow Jones Industrial Average get to 34,777, up 902 points for the week. That's a 2.7% rise for the week. And year-to-date, we're at 13.6%. Uh, the S&P was up uh, 51 points for the week, up at 1.2%. And year-to-date, uh, close to the Dow Jones, at 12.7% year-to-date. Uh, the NASDAQ was off last week. Uh, it was off 210 points. Some of those uh, technology stocks and consumer discretionary stocks in the NASDAQ got hit, hit last week, so it was off 1.5%, about 210 points. And the NASDAQ is uh, only up 6.7%. I say only, but that's still a pretty good return in, in my my years of, of doing uh, this, Bob. I mean, we, we used to hope for those kinds of returns in a year, but... The NASDAQ sits at 6.7%. And the Russell 2000 uh, pushed up about five points last week, about 0.2%, and sits at the year at 15%. And again, that's to measure those small mid-cap stocks. Uh, so, yeah, overall, Bob, we, we see performance coming from energy. Uh, energy had a big week last week, up 8.9%. That's been an underperformer for some time. Uh, materials was up 5.9%, financials up 4.2%, industrials up 3.6%. And as we talked about, you know, consumer, uh, consumer uh, discretionary was down about one2 and technology was down about a half a percent last week. So lots to pay attention to, and, uh, you know, we're, we're uh, you know, paying attention. Uh, some of the comments last week, uh, again, not all good news, but Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen talked about the need for maybe interest rates to go higher to prevent the economy from overheating, uh, yet those uh, comments didn't seem to uh, really affect the market as the week went on. He had a quick hit, and then the market rebounded. Does that mean the market is still sensitive to monetary policy and the stimulus? It is, Bob. I mean, I heard comments on Tuesday the market started selling off pretty fast. It was a pretty, you know, pretty volatile day. 
but she walked those comments back very quickly and um, said that, you know, she's not trying to indicate what Fed policy should be and not trying to put any pressure on the Fed. Um, it was just, you know, some comments that she meant. And, uh, you know, so she, she immediately, you know, when, when she saw the reaction of the market, you know, kind of walked those comments back. And I think that's the kind of volatility we're going to see. I, I think, you know, the market is very uh, interested in policymakers' uh, words. Uh, so from a fiscal perspective and from a monetary perspective, uh, words will matter. Um, you know, actions matter, but words will matter to this market because we are very sensitive at this point and uh, the valuations to push this push to some pretty uh, high levels. And and therefore, you know, I think the market's going to pay attention to, to everything that's done and said. Now, the other piece of news that was, again, not as encouraging last week, in spite of the fact that the market rallied so on Friday, was that the uh, jobs report was not as good as one was expecting. The uh, job numbers added were considerably smaller than they were expecting now that the pandemic is starting to ease. Does this mean this recovery is is weak in, in its, uh, in its uh, structure? Yeah, Bob, it's interesting that, you know, I took a long, hard look at the, you know, the Bureau of Labor Statistics reported their numbers. Um, economists were looking for well over a million jobs added. Um, we saw a number at 226. Uh, it really, you know, the report really doesn't add up when you look at the ADP report, the private employer number, um, which showed 742,000 jobs that was reported a while ago. So, it's interesting, you know, numbers, uh, you know, I always tell people, you know, these are government numbers. Um, a lot of times they are revised and changed. Um, I don't want to imply that they're reported incorrectly for any reason, but sometimes, you know, you got to look at them and, and it kind of makes your eyebrows rise if you really understand the numbers, not to take everything at face value, you know, think about it. Um, I think a big a big thing we're getting out of these numbers is the fact that we're still incenting a lot of people not to go back to work. Um, that $300 extra, um, you know, uh, as, as far as what we're giving on unemployment, is really kind of pushing people from, you know, re-entering the workplace. Um, it's slowing uh, the job recovery down a little bit. And, and it seems like there's enough strength in the economy and, and out there that we could probably do away with some of that stimulus. But, uh it's supposed to go through September. Uh, Congress will have an opportunity to end that in September. Uh, but, uh, again, something that we have to pay attention to uh, when we think about these numbers. Now, the other issue, of course, is about what's going to happen with the stock market as we continue in this year. April is a fairly good month, but uh, most of the gains were in the first part of the month. Here we're now done with the first week of May. As we go into this uh, uh, further into May, how do you look uh, as that May might, might react? To, again, it seems to be so unpredictable in its uh, positiveness, but what do you think is really might happen this May? Well, Bob, we, you know, there's an old saying, and, and again, you've been doing this a long, long time, there's an old saying, sell in May and go away. There's a lot of traders that, you know, say that, and, and, and that might be good advice. I mean, we're not going to completely, you know, walk away from the stock market. We're not market timers, but uh, there's reason to believe volatility is coming. Uh, you know, when you look at the valuations, again, uh, the valuations of this market are very high on any any level that you look at. Um, you look at forward PEs, you know, we're trading still around 21.8 times earnings. Uh, the 20-year average is 16.69. Um, that's a lot of overvaluation. Uh, you can look at Cap E, Schiller's PE. You can look at uh, the dividend yield. Um, you can look at uh, price to book, price to cash flow. 
um, you know, equity yield minus the BBAA uh, yield curve, and, and all these measures show overvaluation. So, I mean, you have to, you know, really think through, um, you know, where you want to be at this point. I think the headwinds are there. You know, inflation is definitely, we talked about it, is definitely going to be in the news. Um, you know, we see gas prices, lumber prices, copper prices, food prices, rents all pushing higher. Uh, so we know inflation will definitely be in the headlines. So we know that interest rates are likely to push higher as some of those numbers are seen. Uh, we know that taxes are probably going to push higher. And, you know, again, I'm not sounding the alarm bill, but I'm, I'm, I'm basically saying, hey, you know, you got to be careful and uh, think about where you're at and how much should be devoted to equities. If you have a balanced portfolio, that's great. Um, if you've uh, gotten kind of carried away with the euphoria, this might be a time to really put yourself in check and think about that because uh, stocks do go down and stocks are volatile and, uh, you know, people lose track of the other side of the equation. Talking to Walt Sakara of the AKW Group in uh, Akron, of course, and also in Washington, Pennsylvania. If you have any questions for Walt about the market, about how he's investing, uh, particular stocks you're looking at that you'd like to find out if he likes them or doesn't like them, or more questions about the AKW Group and their different portfolios and how they treat their clients, give us a call, 330-673-1234, outside of Akron, and on WNR.com, toll-free, 800 6694100. Again, you do a lot of research. You do a lot of looking at trends and insights. The Robert W. Baird Company exposes you to a lot of research across the country and many other uh, issues and sources that a lot of folks might even miss. Let's talk about some of the things that you noticed last week. Yeah, Bob, just a couple interesting items. Um, you know, there's a report by the uh, Federal Aviation Administration, and it seems like uh, dangerous passengers on planes are on the rise. Uh, typically, the agency sees about 150 of uh, these reports of passengers that are being unruly in a given year. Uh, so far this year, we've had 1,300 cases of passengers uh, being unruly on flights, uh, verbally assaulting flight attendants. Uh, it seems like a lot of it is around the mask mandates. Uh, I think masks in general have probably created a, a real... Um, you know, it, it's a bipolar type of thing, and I think people out there are very angry in, in general. I know I got yelled at at Marks the other day by some guy who was, wasn't really paying attention. I guess I got a little too close to him. Um, but, you know, it, it happens, and I think we, we were seeing it. So it's just kind of an interesting news item. Uh, the other thing I was, I was interested in, I saw that um, cicadas, uh, the, the bugs, uh, are going to – we're going to have a big Zakata um, influx here over the next few weeks here in the Midwest. They said uh, trillions of these Zakatas will come out of the ground. Uh, they've been, uh, you know, kind of uh, hibernating for over two decades. So we're going to have uh, all those little noisy bugs in the trees. Uh, it'll be pretty interesting to see that. So uh, people might be calling their exterminators, but I don't think there's much we're going to do if there's that many. Uh, and the last little thing that we saw last week was just uh, companies. Uh, reporting earnings, uh, we've seen the highest uh, number of companies beating earnings. Uh, that's the highest since 1994. So as we expected, with uh, the numbers being low last year, a lot of companies are putting up really strong numbers. And uh, that, again, gives us some confidence as we think about the stocks we're invested in. And as always, you're telling your investors, our listeners, too, that you must really think for yourself to have a success in long-term investments. You've talked about that often. You'll continue to talk about that because that's one of your, your prime pieces of advice to anybody who will ask about it is to really make your own decisions. 
It is, Bob. We, we kind of have four pillars. You know, independent facade is one of them, uh, financial discipline, uh, realistic expectations, and common sense. And, uh, you know, I think those are all things that people have to continue to put themselves in check and think. And it is, using your own mind. There's a lot of uh, insights out there, but they're only as good and useful to you as, as you want them to be. And, um, you know, I think we just can't get caught up in, uh, you know, just listening to other people's opinions and taking them for ourselves. So I will always uh, tell people, think for yourself. That's a big one. As I move over now to Stock Talk, once again, you want to talk to Walt Secure about particular stocks that you have noticed or interested in or are in. And right now, I want to know if you should you know, stay or go, as they say. Give us a call, 330-673-1234. And outside of Akron and on WNR.com, 800-669-4100, toll free. Good morning. You're on WNR with Walt Secure. Morning. Uh, I'm out here trying to think for myself, Walt, and I... Uh... I'm up here in Maine. I just finished uh, planting 200 Norway spruce at my cottage, and I'm thinking uh, the garden centers are packed, and everything I'm using here says Scott's Miracle Grow on it. What do you think about uh, Scott's Miracle Grow's uh, long-term hold? All right. Well, there you go. You, you, you got another one, Ken, that uh, we're taking a look at. Yeah, I think uh, all those kinds of products are are going to be important uh, as we think out over the next, you know, three, five years. Um and again, they are a little bit seasonal, so you, you do see a lot of uh, uses of those products as, uh, as the seasons change. Uh, so another good insight, Ken. Yeah, after you told me about your Starbucks thing, I've been keeping my eyes open. And what's the company's position on uh, the inflation? Uh, some people say we're not going to have any, and then Dr. or Professor uh, Jeremy Siegel from Wharton last week said he's anticipating 20 to 25% in the next three years. What's your company's position on future of inflation? Yeah, well, we think inflation's coming. Again, I, you know, the Fed, I think Jerome Powell's tried to use this word transitory, trying to say that some of it's expected. But, um, you know, we're seeing it in the numbers. I mean, just looking at a lot of the earnings reports that I've listened to and pay attention to in the last few weeks, um, you know, we're seeing it in gas, lumber, copper, food, rents. I mean, it's across the board. You know, prices are going up. And um, it's something that really we have to pay attention to. Um, so I think our company is, you know, really kind of looking at it from the perspective we got to pay attention and we got to look at the numbers. And uh, words like transitory are nice, but I don't know if they they're real. So we got to we got to make again think for ourselves. Okay. Well, thanks for the info. Bye bye. Thank you for calling. You're listening online there in Maine. No, I got a cell phone. I'm on top of a mountain here at my place, and I I have if I if you lose me. If I, if I move two feet, sometimes it drops out. But I'm, I'm pretty remote. I'm almost, I'm on the Bay of Fundy. Wow. Uh, the largest uh, tide in the world. It's uh, 17 feet from high tide to low tide. And wow. uh, it's uh, gorgeous. I've been looking, I looked 60 years to find a place. But it's, uh, it's called Rogue Bluff, Maine. Look it up. Rogue Bluff, Maine. Wow. Hey, well, you have some, uh, have some fun there in the Bay of Fundy. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Lobster rolls, lobster rolls are twenty five bucks, so there okay. is inflation. <laughs> okay, thanks for calling. Wow. Okay, bye bye. All well, the way from the bay. Yeah, we're in the wrong place, aren't we? We should be with Ken, standing, <laughs> the, standing there looking at the tide. <laughs> I tell you, that's something else. You're on WNIR with Walt Secura. Go ahead, please. Yes, I'm. Um, I'm looking at uh, three different stocks. I'm looking at ET, EW, and C 
CVS Pharmacy. I want to get off the line and listen to what you say. Have a nice day. Thank you. Bye now. Yeah, uh, ET Energy Transfer, again, this is a midstream uh, gas transportation uh, storage business. Uh, You know, again, I I think we've seen energy pop a little here, Bob. So, I mean, I think uh, the listener uh, that just brought this up is, uh, you know, looking at the realities that fossil fuels aren't going away. And, uh, you know, when you think about a lot of these companies that have been pushed down, I mean, it's not bad places to look. Um, CVS, uh, you know, as far as uh, our outlook goes, it's had an incredible uh, recovery uh, from the lows. Uh, I think a lot of store traffic, I think we mentioned this, uh, you know, a while ago, everybody going in to get vaccines has reminded people that these locations exist very often, very close to their homes. Uh, They have a very uh, well-distributed network of retail stores and you know, I think when people venture into a place, they're, they're willing to venture in again. And I think CVS has done a good job, as well as Walgreens, you know, uh, welcoming, uh, you know, traffic in and, and helping people during a pandemic, which, again, leaves a pretty good uh, taste in people's mouths. So I, I think uh, those two are, are definitely interesting. I think the last one he said was EW, uh, which is Edward Life Sciences, again, uh, this company develops products to treat uh, cardiovascular diseases, uh, heart valves, uh, peripheral vascular disorders. So, again, um, a a company that last year struggled a little bit because a lot of these surgeries were put on hold because the hospital system was overrun with COVID cases. And we start to see some of these medical companies, medical uh, supply companies and instrument companies starting to produce some better results. Their last quarter was much better uh, than the few quarters prior. So, again, another area to pay attention to is, is these healthcare companies that you know, maybe had to take sidelines uh, during the pandemic to, uh, you know, dealing with the COVID issues. Uh, one of the other stocks in your co-equity portfolio, which is interesting that, you know, we can talk about, is Zoetis. They reported their earnings last week. Uh, what did they say to you? Yeah, Zoetis, Bob, I mean, again, this is one we like. Uh, they they have the uh, anti-infectives, vaccines, uh, parasitics, diagnostics, uh, health products for animals. And, again, we said half their... Uh, Profits and sales come from production animals, you know, cattle, pig, poultry, uh, and so on. And then half of them come from companion animals like uh, dogs, cats, horses. And uh, this is a, a global, it's, it's the undisputed leader in global healthcare industry. Uh, they had a, a really strong result. If you look at their uh, the results for the quarter, up 8% in revenues, up 8% in, in earnings. Again, a, a very stable company. Uh, you know, we, we like the stability of this for our core equity portfolio. Um, the, star, the star of the first quarter was really their companion animal segment, uh, specifically dogs and cats, which was up 35%. Again, we see millennials and Gen Z pet owners um, demonstrate a high propensity to spend more on their pets. Uh, they're delaying marriage and children, and their pets become part of the family. So, again, it kind of plays into those things we talk about. And, again, this is in our um, gender uh, diversity portfolio, our empowering women portfolio. Kristen Peck, uh, who was elevated to the CEO, is a very dynamic woman who's leading. uh, She came from Pfizer. She's leading the charge, and she's uh, doing a really good job with the company, Bob. So, again, we like Zoetis, and we like the outlook. Now, Etsy, another stock that is in your small mid-cap portfolio and your empowering women portfolio. They also reported last week, and uh, according to the report, some analysts were worrying about the outlook and a potential slowdown in the uh, growth of the store Etsy. What did you think about that? 
Bob, you know, Etsy did have a great quarter, up 141% in revenues, uh, $550 million over $220 million, and really strong earnings. But it was some of the comments that they made. Again, this is a, a retailer of, you know, homemade, uh, handmade, vintage items, crafted goods, uh, very interesting marketplace, uh, four and a half, uh, 4.3 million sellers, 39.4 active bu- million active buyers on the website. They have over 92 million handmade craftsman vintage uh, uh, products on the site. But one of the things that, that, you know, the company made some comments after reporting the really strong results, and they, they kind of said that, you know, there's some headwinds that they're facing, and uh, they see some deceleration in the e-commerce growth. They they realize there's going to be more competition as malls and restaurants and other consumption uh, places that people can spend their money open it back up, and uh, they're they're turning their attention to some international growth and and probably spending a little bit of money to try to get that growth going. So I think what came out of it, the analysts really felt maybe that uh, the stock has kind of hit a peak and it's going to take a while for them to you know, to get back on this uh, this really rapid growth cycle that they've been on. But the stock's traded off significantly, Bob. It was at 251 at the earlier in the year. It's sitting at uh, $165 a share now, so it's off significantly from its highs. And, uh, you know, we look at it again as investors. Over the next three to five years, we still like Etsy. And PayPal also reported last week. Uh, what's happening with them? Yeah, PayPal's done well. I mean, again, they continue to to really uh, do well. These these payment uh, alternatives, uh, especially in the e-commerce world, are very very important. Uh, they have an incredible network. Uh, so if, again, if you look at their earnings, up thirty one percent in revenues, uh, six billion over four point six billion, eighty five percent in earnings, a dollar twenty two a share versus sixty six a share three the three months uh, the year prior. Uh, their total payment volume grew 46%. There were 14.5 million new users of on the platform. Uh, again, you're, you're talking about 377 million active users on a consistent basis. And, you know, they're really more, they, they have uh, an interesting position, Bob, and they have relationships with both merchants and consumers. Uh, you know, they were longstanding kind of the, in the forefront of fighting fraud on the Internet, um, you know, backing up purchases for fraud and making sure that people got their money back. Uh, so, again, this is a very strong company, uh, came out of the old eBay model and, uh, you know, kind of went out on its own and it's just been hitting on all cylinders since. Yeah, another stock uh, that people should be familiar with the name, as uh, many, many years ago, somebody said what was good for them was good for the country. General Motors is in your empowering women portfolio. And as they reported, some good results. Let's talk about about General Motors and uh, their future in the auto sector. Yeah, you know, uh, CEO Mary Barra has done a great job uh, leading the company, uh, especially as far as pickups, SUVs. Um, uh, they they have a, had a really strong first quarter, uh, very strong earnings growth. Uh, revenues were still flat, off about one percent. But when you look across the brands of this company, uh, Bob, it seems like they're in the right places and. Uh, you know they're they're uh, doing the right things. We talked about their spend on electrification and uh, you know really doing a lot of things to be competitive as we go forward. This is always a tough industry to compete in. It's a very capital intensive industry, and of course they're facing uh, shortages of microchips, which is uh, you know kind of slowed the inventory. Uh, but again, GM is is a strong automotive, and and we bought it in empowering women portfolio at the leadership of Mary Barra, and it's uh, been a good holding for us and. Yeah, we continue to see us holding it uh, here in the in the next few months. 
And uh, let's see, another another stock uh, that uh, has been a pandemic darling is Peloton, reported last week. Uh, they, too, have been hit by the supply chain issues and some equipment safety issues. Uh, they had a high of $171 a share earlier in the uh, year, but now the stock has dropped back to about $84 or less. Now, you don't currently hold Peloton, but are you looking at it? I am, Bob. I'm, I'm looking at it again. Uh, we had moved past it, but uh, again, a lot of the stocks we kind of move on from, we, we keep on our list, we pay attention to. Uh, this company's done an amazing job. You know, they have one, 1. 1.6 uh, million subscribers uh, on their platform that are working out daily on these Peloton equipment. Uh, they obviously had some issues with the supply chain and, and long delays getting these uh, these bikes. There were so many orders and you know, people started canceling their orders, and then on a little darker matter, they had some uh, issues. They they had a child with a fatal accident, and, and seventy other reported incidents of people getting hurt on one of the tread products. Um, so again, they had to do some recalls. Uh, the analysts were really worried about the impacts of that, but it seems like they did the right things, and and they're correcting the issues and dealing with the the consumer concerns. Uh, and they're back on track. You know, they had a really strong quarter with uh, revenues. Uh, the earnings are still off due to dealing with those supply chain and, and safety concern issues, but uh, this is a company you can't ignore. And I think that the prices uh, dropping down into the you know 83 level, uh, like you said, from 171, it's it's trading less than half of what it was you know a few months ago. And I think the trends are still strong for Peloton as you look out over the next few years. So it's one that we are paying attention to. Well, Sakara and the AKW Group, as we've been mentioning all throughout the series, offer a lot of services for their clients and reporting for financial planning issues and IRA illustrations and Roth conversions and even retirement planning. And your group is working on some retirement planning classes you plan to offer later on this summer and this fall. Tell us about this. Yeah, Bob, you know, I've always been an educator at heart. I think, um, you know, I, I always tell people I haven't retired personally, but I've helped hundreds of people retire. Uh, we've kind of looked at the marketplace, and we think there's a, an opportunity for us to get out there and do some good, uh, take what we do and, and put it in a class format um, where people can come and attend the class and, and learn about retirement planning issues. Uh, so if anybody has an interest in that, they can call the office here and talk to Abby Talbot. Um, Abby Talbot will be kind of helping us coordinate and put these uh, programs together. We're working on putting all the material together, and I'm pretty excited about it, Bob. I'm, I'm excited to be able to get out there and do some teaching again. As I said, you know, I taught for many years at a lot of I taught at Case Western, Kent State University, uh, Youngstown State University. I had over 10,000 students go through my classrooms. Uh, they were a lot younger uh, than the students we'll be looking for coming into the retirement classes, but uh, we're, we're excited to offer them. We'll see how this goes. What, what two would be uh, most appropriate to enter these classes, and what level of instruction will there be? We're going to have different classes, Bob, for different levels. So we'll have people that are kind of approaching retirement, you know, anybody that's uh, 10 years or, or, you know, getting close to retirement, kind of like a pre-retirement class to think through issues as they approach. And then we're going to have an optimizing your retirement class that will even be for people that are in retirement to, uh, you know, see if they're doing the things they need to do, maybe focus a little bit more on legacy planning and uh, some of the issues that, uh, you know, come a little farther down the line in retirement. So, uh, again, very excited about this uh, opportunity to get back out there and, and uh, put my teaching skills back to work. So how can people find out about this, and possibly do they have to pre-register to get involved in these? 
Yeah, they just call the office. Uh, talk to Abby Talbot. We're taking an interest list. She's already starting to put a, a list of names together. When we get the uh, the classes scheduled and the locations, uh, we'll send out formal invitations and let people know where they're at. Uh, there'll be a small fee, uh, more than likely, to attend the class. Uh, again, we want to make it educational. We want people to feel when they come in there, they expect to learn something and, and to be educated. So uh, Abby Talbot here at the office, give her a call and uh, just let her know. Uh, that you're interested, and we'll get your name on a list. And call the office in Akron at 234-466-7476. They're, of course, they're in Fairlawn, West Market Street, 234-466-7476. So, Walt, what about this coming week? Bob, lots of data to look at. We'll get some more earnings reports this week. Uh, companies like Alibaba, Disney, um, and we'll also see some important data. We got the uh, producer price index, uh, the inflation report coming out later in the week. So uh, lots to pay attention to. And again, we'll look forward to another week. Hopefully it'll be as good as the previous weeks, but we'll find out for sure. And talk to Walt Zucker again next Sunday morning at 830 from the AKW Group in Akron on West Market Street at 234-466-7476. And then Washington, Pennsylvania. You can talk to Sue Marshall in their Washington, Pennsylvania office at 412-480-5090. Tell them both. You heard them right here on WNIR Kent Akron. Walt Zucker, thanks for being with us. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. CVS Health Corporation, symbol CVS. eBay Inc., symbol EBAY. Edward Life Sciences Corporation, symbol EW. Energy Transfer LP, symbol ET. Etsy Inc., symbol ETSY. General Motors, symbol GM. The Scotts Company, symbol SMG. PayPal Holdings, Inc., symbol PYPL. Peloton Interactive, Inc., symbol PTON. Walgreens Boot Alliance, Inc., symbol WBA. And Zoetis, Inc., symbol ZTS. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company, Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Baird and Company, Incorporated and or its affiliates have received investment banking compensation from Peloton Interactive Inc., symbol PTON, in the past 12 months.